0: Why is muscle so important as a woman? And what can you do to prevent muscle loss when you're over 40 years old? Okay, here's the truth, my friend. After the age of 30, if you are physically inactive, your muscle mass can decline by three to eight percent, every decade. And that rate increases dramatically over the age of 60. So muscle loss is extremely common as you age. And many times you might even be diagnosed with something called sarcopenia. There's your big word for the day. Sarcopenia. That's the only big word I'm going to throw at you, but there it is. Okay. So sarcopenia, what is that? It is an age related involuntary loss of skeletal muscle the muscle you think of okay so skeletal muscle mass and also a loss of strength and it can begin as early as in your 40s um, and it's one of the most important causes for functional decline. So your ability to function in life will go down and a loss of independence in adults. Okay. So if you look at elderly individuals, women in their seventies, eighties, nineties, if they're not able to function well on their own and have the strength to carry on independently, most of the time it's because they've lost muscle mass. And sarcopenia is one of the biggest causes of a lack of independence as you age. And I know that might, for some of us, that might feel like so far down the road, like I don't even want to think about that right now, but it starts early (laughs) it starts as early as in your 30s and 40s now i say that muscle loss is extremely common but it's not inevitable and there are some very clear things that we can do to prevent muscle loss from happening and actually build up your muscle mass if you've already lost some of it if some of it has already atrophied okay so we're definitely going to dive into that today Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, and a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards a healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Now, why is muscle loss even a problem? Why is this something that you should even be concerned with? I think we're all well aware of the dangers of having too much fat mass on our body, of being overweight, right? This is usually our primary concern because it's visible. Because it's something that you can see and for women being overweight is generally not the cultural ideal so there's something in our brains that is kind of wired to believe that smaller is better right if we have a fitness goal it should be to just make ourselves smaller somehow. If the scale goes down, that's a good thing. You know, like smaller is better. So the majority of fitness goals that exist out there are to, you know, have the weight loss, to create fat loss, to just get smaller somehow. But having too much fat is probably not the main issue. It's probably not the main problem here for women. Not having enough muscle is probably the bigger problem and they're very much related. So even if you don't have any weight that you feel like you need to lose, I don't want you to think, well, I'm good. I don't, I need to just like focus on my walking or just focus on a little bit of nutrition. I don't have a lot of weight to lose. I'm kind of a small person, no matter what, whether you have weight loss goals or you don't building muscle mass is so important. And here is why. Okay. When you lose muscle, it becomes a major problem because your strength is going to dramatically decline. Obviously, your muscle is what makes your body strong, and with less strength, your just your ability to function in life in general dramatically declines, okay? You're also at a greater risk of falls and injuries even you don't have to be 90 to be falling. Okay. I know a lot of women in their forties that feel really off balance and fragile and also just feel like they're constantly getting injured. Like these like chronic nagging injuries that are just kind of obnoxious. You're also at a greater risk of just dealing with nagging aches and pains. That have nothing to do with falling or getting injured you just like wake up one morning and have what we call like a sleeping injury you're like why does my back always hurt why do my hips always hurt a lot of that has to do with the fact that you just don't have enough muscle on your body that's supporting your joints The less muscle you have, the harder it is for your body, your body's lymph systems to move fluid through your body. When you flex, when you contract and push your muscles, that moves the fluids through your body's systems. You're going to get fluid pooling (laughs) in your joints far more when you don't have as much muscle. Okay. Also, a decrease in muscle mass is associated with an increase in fat mass. All right? We talked about weight lo- weight loss just a second ago. And this is what I want you to listen up, okay? Just just stop what you're doing and listen. When your fat mass increases, chances are you don't have as much muscle on your body. And I said that kind of weird, but what I'm trying to get at is the more muscle you carry on your body, the more live active tissue, the higher your metabolism, the less likely you're going to be carrying any fat mass on your body so if you've always had a goal of losing weight your big goal right now should be to get as much muscle on your body as possible because that is related to less fat mass okay less muscle is also associated with increased insulin resistance especially as we get older if you're concerned about having diabetic tendencies, you should be thinking about building up your muscle mass because it's really related, your your body's insulin pumps are very much related to your muscle mass. I could go on and on. Things like your bone density decreases when you don't have enough muscle, joint stiffness, um, your spine even bends and compresses and you get shorter as you get older if you don't have enough muscle. You're at a greater risk for other conditions like type 2 diabetes, obesity, heart disease, osteoporosis. So in other words, losing muscle mass is a big problem. It's a big deal. It has kind of a cascade effect on so many other areas of your body, okay? So, this is why I'm telling you that weight loss is not the end-all be-all when it comes to having fitness goals. Muscle mass really is, and I've got a story I want to share with you. Several years ago, I had a gal that signed up to train with me. She was in her late 50s, and for years, she always had the goal of wanting to lose weight. Like, This was always her goal. She carried a lot of excess weight around her midsection and um, she had tried a bunch of things. So she heard about me and she reached out to me to help her, which is great. And I put together a strength training program for her to do. Knowing her goal, I made it my goal to do whatever I needed to do to improve her metabolism, build up her muscle mass to help her get that weight off. She was so confused. (laughs) She thought that I was going to put together a cardio program for her with a bunch of like targeted ab work to get rid of her belly fat. And that's not what it was, you know, knowing the bigger picture, I knew what she really needed was building muscle mass for all of these other reasons. And it would ultimately be the thing that would get her to what she wanted. And that's probably why she never got the weight off like she wanted because she was going about it backwards. So that's why she always struggled. So I gave her this like strength training program, but unfortunately she didn't trust me. (laughs) She could not get it out of her head why that all she needed to do was lose the weight. It didn't make any sense to her that building muscle mattered, that it was that important. And you know, I get that. I really do. Trusting a new process, trusting something that's different, doing something that's kind of outside of your comfort zone, something that's like backwards from what you may have learned years ago, that can be really scary and you feel like you're kind of stepping into the unknown, right? But hopefully you're starting to get this glimmer of an idea here, a glimmer of belief in the back of your mind like, okay, preventing any muscle loss and building up the muscle that's on my body should be my main priority right now as a woman i have all of these other goals but all of these other goals can probably be accomplished if i make it my goal to build the muscle on my body to make that like my main thing all right so let's talk about what causes muscle loss and that sarcopenia well, I think the biggest causes are, are are kind of obvious. The big one is just a lack of activity, a lack of physical activity as you age. And this could be from chronic illness or chronic pain. You've got a back that's always been bothering you, and because of that, you find yourself like... Seat ridden. <laughs> you know, you're not bedridden. You bet you sit in a chair a lot. And just in general, you're not a very moving, a very active person. And along with that decrease in activity, often as we age, there's also a decrease in the amount of food that we eat and the amount of protein that we eat. We just kind of eat less and less and less. And then also another thing that causes that muscle loss is more inflammation in our body, like all throughout the body. That can really hamper our body's ability to regenerate and grow muscle tissue If you are constantly in an inflamed state and I'm going to talk about that in a second a decline in certain hormones is another reason why you might be experiencing muscle loss so the hormones that are really responsible for muscle maintenance are testosterone and estrogen and those things just naturally decline a little bit as you get older starting in your 40s 50s 60s those hormones are not quite as present in your body but that's okay it just means that muscle growth might take a little bit longer all right and then also as you age you're just not able to regenerate that skeletal muscle at the same rate as someone in their 20s and 30s like when you were younger you might have been able to do like a hard workout and heal from it really quickly and feel like you're not that sore the next day and maybe you're only sore for one day, as you get older, it just takes a little bit longer to regenerate that tissue. So all of these things combined can contribute to that lack of muscle and or that muscle loss as you age. I wanted to cut in to ask you a personal question real quick is back or hip pain ruining your life right now you wake up in the morning you're feeling stiff and achy you're constantly needing advil or aleve and even at night it's bothering you so much that you can't sleep friend that is no way to live but i know that at this point you're probably feeling like expensive treatments or even surgery is your only option and you're on the verge of making those appointments but you're scared right so listen before you go down that road i want you to know that fixing your back or hip pain without those extreme measures is completely possible whether it's lumbar spine issues SI joint pain or even sciatica, you can get relief starting today. I designed a program that brings together the precise combination of posture, strength, and flexibility movements that will get rid of your pain for good. No more sleepless nights, no more moving around like your body is ancient, no more groaning and complaining about the pain. I'm going to lead you through simple daily moves that feel so good. You can do them anywhere, anytime. You can even do them in your pajamas. I've even had people do them in their RV while they're on vacation. In less than 10 minutes a day, we'll fix your back and hip pain for good. Just go to backandhipfix.com, all one word, backandhipfix.com, and we'll get started right away. All right, what can you do to prevent muscle loss if you're over the age of 40? And honestly, this applies to anybody, even if you're 30, 35, like even still, that's a great age to create this foundation of, I just know I want to build my muscle as much as I possibly can. So focus on what you do have control over. You don't have a ton of control over the fact that, yeah, your body is aging. Your body's ability to regenerate skeletal muscle might not be as great as when you're in your 20s, but what can you do? What do you have control over? And the first thing is definitely that physical activity. Just start moving. Do not be sedentary. And if you have chronic nagging injury or chronic pain that is preventing you from moving every day, deal with it. Go get it taken care of. I say this all the time, but you've got to be an active participant in your healing process. Don't wait for the healing to happen to you don't wait for that next gadget don't wait for the medicine to kick in don't wait for you know when you have more time to deal with it because that amount of time you're gonna lose that much more muscle in the process so deal with the pain if it's back and hip pain I can help you I have a program for that back and hip fix just go there I'll make sure that that link is in the show notes take care of the pain you have to start with that and then what I want you to do is just start working on being active in some way every single day okay so get out and walk do some stretches just move your body try to get yourself moving as much as possible all right and then if you're doing that then let's start to shift your style of physical activity to resistance training Now is where we can really start to build that muscle, okay? Shift the walking to become more like resistance training. Shift the dancing movements, shift the yoga, shift all the like gentle movement stuff, even the hiking to become more resistance training focused. We gotta build the muscle. And this is hands down the best way to do it. So start safe okay start with body weight only strength training movements okay these are going to be movements that build up your coordination they're going to work on your balance they're going to increase your body awareness that way when you eventually get to weights it's not like this shock to your system all right if you have no clue how to go about doing this my jumpstart 30 program is i designed it for this exact purpose to kind of be that ground floor of introducing you to this type of resistance training it's very gentle we carefully and gradually build up so moving in the direction of doing those like strength training style of movements and then once you have that foundation once you've made that shift to resistance training start pushing heavier weight okay Start pushing heavier weight. You are stronger than you think you are. And in order for your muscles, in order for you to maintain your muscles and grow more, they need to be put under a load. Your repetition ranges for muscle growth need to be between counting to six and twelve. I know a lot of programs out there have you do reps up in like the 20s, 30s, 40s. That's not enough resistance to grow your muscle. If you're counting, you should be counting to six or 12 reps. And what that means is when you get to the final repetition, let's say you're doing a set and you're counting to 10 reps of squats, 10 reps of chest presses, whatever it might be. The weight you choose should allow you to do all of your reps with really good technique but you should only have like one or two repetitions left in the tank it should not feel like you could have gone 10 more you should feel like i could have done one maybe two more but that was it i was really pushing it at the end i was having to really get my oomph behind it okay that is the type of resistance training that will really stimulate your muscles and create growth. All right. Now there are a couple of truths about strength training, functional training with free weights or resistance bands, or even your own body is far more effective than doing weight machines. And I know weight machines, like you walk into the gym or you go to that curves class, pushing and pulling those weight machines, it's better than nothing, okay? However, it doesn't transfer to daily life because you're not having to balance and engage other parts of your body while you're doing that movement, okay? We gotta get your core engaged too at the same time. We gotta train your balance at the same time. These other things are just as important, all right? Another truth that you need to understand when it comes to building up your muscle is that tiny weights and high reps aren't going to do anything. They're going to do squat, like nothing. It's terrible for muscle growth. So unfortunately I see a lot of programs out there that are targeted to older women that have tiny little like one pound weights and they're doing like 40 reps of something. And it's like a dance style movement that might be fun, but it's not growing your muscle or building or maintaining muscle mass like you think it is. Okay, you need to do much heavier weights for much lighter repetitions, and that's going to get the job done. The second thing that you do have control over is your nutrition. You can control what goes into your mouth. And ladies, your muscles will shrink if you're not eating enough especially if you're not eating enough protein. And I know most of us have come from some form of a dieting background where we feel like it's better to not eat as much, to restrict, to reduce, and that gets even more intense as we get older. Sometimes those hunger cues can get a little bit confused and we just don't eat as much as we get older. And that is the number one reason why those muscles are shrinking. And as those muscles shrink, your metabolism is going to shrink down with it too okay so listen to me 1300 calories a day is not enough it's not enough to maintain your muscle it's not enough definitely not enough to grow muscle all right so we have to start thinking a little bit outside of the dieting mentality here and start thinking now that my goal is building muscle mass maintaining what i've got and building more What do I need to do nutritionally to make sure that I can do that, that I create this environment that that's actually possible, okay? So the best way to go about doing this is making sure that you're eating regular, full meals throughout the day eat every 3 to 4 hours. If you're only eating like one meal a day, it is so hard to get your body the nutrients it needs to maintain that muscle. Okay? So eat every 3 to 4 hours throughout the day. At each of those meals, it needs to be pro profil- filled. You you hear me say it all the time. Eat your pros. Pros are protein and produce. If you make sure that all of those meals all day long are full of protein and produce, you are miles ahead of so many other women out there that are just simply not eating nutritionally and and not eating enough. And, And also it's the opposite of kind of the standard American diet, right? That standard American diet is mostly just like processed carbohydrates and not enough fruits and vegetables and definitely not enough protein, okay? So eat your pros at every meal and then slow down when you eat and make sure that you're eating up to that 80% fullness mark. It should feel like when you eat a meal, you're not stuffed. You're not overeating. I don't want you to feel like you're at a hundred percent fullness. It should feel like you could have room for dessert. Like you could have room for a gelato if you want it, but you're, you might not have it. So 80% fullness feels like that. A lot of us women stop at 50%. Because we still think in the back of our minds, like little, you know, little meals is better, like not eating enough. And the problem with that is that we just aren't getting enough nutrients. So think of every meal as a muscle nutrient opportunity, okay? Change your thinking and think that every single meal that you show up to, every three to four hours, this is an opportunity to fuel your muscles. Now, when it comes to protein, this is the part that matters most. We've got to get up over a really good protein threshold, and that threshold that I want you to try to aim to get yourself up over is 100 grams of protein a day. You've probably heard people say, and I've said it before, that a good ideal target amount of protein to eat is one gram per pound that you weigh. So if you're a 140 pound woman, maintaining your muscle mass and creating a really good active metabolism inside of you is 140 grams of protein a day. I know that sounds like so much when your meals right now are not protein focused, This becomes significantly easier if every single meal like protein is the star of the dish. You base every meal around your protein. So a good way to break it down to just at least help get you up over that hump of 100 grams of protein a day is trying to aim for about 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. This is typically about one palmed size amount of protein. So just take your hand, open it up, see the diameter of your palm and also the thickness of your palm right at your thumb that's how much protein you should be having with your meals. Okay. Some other items you might have to double check like the nutrition facts, if it's something like yogurt, but just start to have an awareness of how much protein is actually in your meals. And then if you need to, you can come back and supplement. Okay, you can drink a protein shake to kind of get you up over that hump. Shouldn't be your main source of protein throughout the day, but do what you need to do to get up over that hump. The The benefit of all that protein is that you're not gonna have as much room on your plate and in your stomach for all those, the sad foods, the standard American diet foods, okay? So that's kind of the benefit. So your nutrition, that's the second thing that you can control. So the final thing that you do have some control over is the the amount of inflammation in your body. You heard me say earlier that being inflamed It hampers your body's ability to regenerate muscle tissue and even maintain it, okay? So let's do whatever we can to reduce that those levels of inflammation in your body. And one of the biggest things is managing your stress. The moment your body is like in this stressed out state, you've got too much on your plate, you're hustling all the time, you've got big issues that you're dealing with and you're not managing that well, you're not coming in with very intentional stress management strategies, like stopping every few hours and taking a deep breath, getting outside and doing what sometimes is called a forest bath, walking through nature. And it's amazing what that does to reduce your stress levels. Just removing yourself from the stressful environment, putting in uh, music, listening to music and reading a book, whatever you need to do to just ratchet down your nervous system, it's going to help with those stress levels. The other thing that creates a lot of stress on your body is that standard American diet. It's that highly processed foods, lots of sugar, lots of uh, starchier, like processed carbohydrates. Your body has to manage that. And it Is really stressful on your body and in fact it's it creates a lot of gut inflammation too and then finally of course lack of sleep we talk about sleep here a lot when you're not sleeping well that does create a lot of inflammation in your body so managing all of these things staying on top of it I know it's not like on the top of your mind you're like how does sleeping better help my muscle it helps significantly OK, so do not underestimate the power of just making sure that your body's inflammation levels are being managed in a much better way. So those are kind of like our big three things is making sure that your physical activity is what it needs to be. Your nutrition is what it needs to be. And then those stress management strategies are, are basically everything that's contributing to that body inflammation is being taken care of. And yes, I know a lot of the things I mentioned probably feel a little bit backwards, um, especially if you have deep rooted beliefs in your mind of, of what the most important thing is for you as a woman right now. And some of that could be, I just like weight loss. I know that that's kind of ingrained in our mind, but growing muscle mass is probably the most valuable thing that you could possibly do if you're 35, 40. 55 and beyond. If you make that your goal in life of every day, I'm going to wake up and ask myself, what can I do to feed and fuel and grow muscle? You will do so well. You will thank yourself so much when you're much, much older. And you know, just last week I was riding my horse. Horseback riding is one of my favorite hobbies. And I just had that thought while I was on her Her name is Lulu and I call her my unicorn horse. And the thought I had, I was like, man, I hope I can still do this when I'm 60 years old, when I'm 70 years old, like this gives me so much joy. And I just knew in that moment, the only way I can ensure that I'm still able to do this years from now is if right now I prioritize muscle. If I can put as much muscle on my body as I possibly can, as much as it you know, depends upon me, I will do everything I can to surround my joints with muscle, to get the muscle growing and feeding, like feed it well, and just pack as much muscle on my body as I can. And I know that that's gonna ensure that I'm still functioning well and able to do the fun things I wanna do when I'm much, much older. And what's interesting is that same morning I was putting on my riding pants and I just like for whatever reason, I think it was the time of the month. And so I'm a little bit more sensitive about how I feel about my body. And I just felt like my midsection was just like a little more jiggly than normal. And I had all those normal like thoughts just flood my mind, like, oh no, like I'm getting fat. You know, we say that like, oh, my belly is fat. I got to do something. And, And I know we all have these thoughts. And in that moment, I had to just stop myself and say, no, even if there's a few pounds that I would like to take care of, even if that's like a goal that I have right now, building muscle is still the best thing I could possibly do. It'll take care of that too. So don't get off track, don't be swayed into thinking like, I'm gonna go do these other things or I'm gonna have a a different focus right now. Like Keep muscle building your main focus and you will be so thankful for multiple reasons. So at the end of every episode, I like to give you a good like call to action or something that you can tangibly do, a big takeaway. And what I wanna say is, Today, reevaluate your goals. Okay. Reevaluate your focus and ask yourself, have I actually been doing something else or prioritizing something else in my fitness? That's not necessarily leading to building muscle mass and keeping it alive and, and staving off potential sarcopenia or, you know, reversing that a little bit in my body. So, Go back to the drawing board with your goals and say, what can I start doing? And it could be something simple. It could be simply beginning to go for walks, just getting yourself starting to be more active, starting to eat more, prioritizing a little bit more protein at every single meal. And say, what can I do to start shifting my focus? So building and maintaining muscle is like my daily agenda. (laughs) That is my job. That is what I am going to do so ask yourself that shift things do what you need to do use my help use my programs if you're like i don't really know how to do this on my own you don't have to do it on your own okay that's why i created the programs that i did but friend you will feel and function so much better if that becomes your main priority all right friend thank you so much for joining me today i'm so glad you're here i'm so glad you're learning wise nutrition and wise physical activity advice. And I'm just so thankful for you and your time that you spend with me every week. Hey, have a wonderful rest of your week and I will meet you back here next time. And until then, be strong.